0: On today's episode, Dave interviews Joe Canali. Joe's an alum of the Second City's main stage in Amsterdam's Boom Chicago. Joe's been in the mini-project, The Desk, and performs regularly at I.O.'s main stage. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. For me, this conversation that we're having is, I don't want to have to think about what it is that I'm going to say. I also don't want to think about what it is that... Here's another thing that I want to think about. I don't want to think about what's your project. Because the moment that that happens...
1: We stop being present. Right. I got nothing to plug, so that's no issue with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Stephanie. I saw Bob Dassey, uh Stephanie, where? Yeah, in my yeah. in my rear uh, window. He was behind me. I was getting off the highway, and I was going to try to signal him, but I could see he was talking to his kids in his back seat. Mm-hmm. And then I just was watching, and I, I have no idea what they were saying, but he you know, he has a very animated face anyway. Yeah. So he's ta- he's clearly having some like debate or conversation with his kids and he's he's getting like flustered or frustrated by it and i was just watching enjoying seeing him like trying to explain something to his kids <laughs> and then kind of turning back into himself to him just giving this like eye roll but i'm catching the whole thing it was great i emailed him he's like i gotta tell you what i, I know what you're talking about <laughs> uh and i gotta tell you what it is yeah i like him so much oh yeah i like that bob dassey so much he's one of those there's nothing to not like there's nothing you know what to i mean like, like like many of us i include myself probably at the, ahead of this list, but that we have qualities that maybe not everybody uh, enjoys or from time to time they they manifest themselves and nobody enjoys them <laughs> but but I don't see any of that with him at all. No. No. He's one of those guys that when he walks in the room, people go, oh, look at him!" Right. Nobody's
0: going to go, what the yeah, fuck is no, he doing? Exactly. Here? It's so interesting because that also has to do with like, the energy that people give off. And I, I, and I don't know that they know whether they give this energy off or not. But when you walk into a room, there's an energy that you have. And it, we feel it where you're having a great conversation with somebody. Or here's another thing that's also a blessing. You go to a, a cafe or whatever. And for me, I'm sitting, I'm just going to read my book. I'm mm-hmm. just going to read my book, I'm reading this article, whatever it is, and I just want to read it. And then your friend comes in who you haven't seen for a really long right. time. And you go, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. Well, that's not going to happen. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But Bob Dassey, uh, is the, the, the other two jokers that he plays with, I'm sure that people, somebody has a problem with Kukowski. Yeah. And Sub's got a, a problem with Tellerico.
1: Yeah, I would, I would, in terms of people having a problem with them, I would probably rank them Dassey problem-free, then maybe Kikowski, and then Tellerico. <laughs> Tellerico. Just, just that, that, That's the, the direction I would go. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I would consider myself probably most similar to Tellerico, Uh so I'm not saying it as anything other than just an observation. Uh, but Same yeah, Dassey's at the top of that list. I would think for And Kaki's really not... What's that? Tacky's not... I can't really think of too much with him, but no. Dassey is so... Oh, Dassey is sure. Yeah, I think that everybody knows somebody who's like, everybody likes that yeah. person. It's the Brian
0: Stack. And I always use Brian sure. Stack as an example. And Brian listens to this, so, you know, fuck you, Brian. But it's like, <laughs> Brian Stack is the guy. Um, uh, uh, Pat Finn is another guy
1: who, when he walks in the room, nobody yes. goes... Or when he gets a gig, no one goes, What the fuck did that guy that, get that's a, a That's a more specific way to put it, too. Yeah. Is... Uh, is and that's kind of a good litmus test in, in what we do is like when somebody gets a gig, are you, are you like genuinely like, yeah, or are you like, what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. It's, it's, it's kind of, you can tell, you may not know what you think of someone, but then something like that happens. Like I watch a ton of sports and I'll watch a game that's like the Golden State Warriors against the Houston Rockets. And I don't really have a vested interest right. in this. But I'll watch it because I'm a sports fan, right. and I'll realize who I'm rooting for like, without knowing it. Like, I'll see a basket, and I'll be like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm rooting for Golden State. Right, and, right. Uh, my mother-in-law has observed me doing this, and she thinks I have a gambling problem because I just, I'm always rooting for one team or another or against one team. Like, if the Red Sox are playing, it doesn't matter. I'm rooting against them. Got it, right,
0: you know, right, right, uh, it, right. Yeah, it's sort of like the way that people vote. They may not be in favor of right, that, but right. they know they're against right, that. Right, 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 um, That is really awesome. I think about when I'm – I teach this uh, – I, I, see, the how and the why doesn't matter the fucking how and the why no. how come you or right. why do you that doesn't matter it's the same thing with improv where you go the how and the why doesn't fucking matter so what matters is that that's what you're feeling and for you to recognize oh I guess I'm going for Golden State yes. or the Houston
1: Rocket right. Juice Or I back guess, to the wine I, yes game. I, I guess uh, I guess I'm a baker and uh, I was late with the cake order to this person because right. I just found that out alright Yeah. Then and I so guess open, that's what it is yeah exactly and to keep yourself open to that as opposed to where you watch so many
0: younger artists go through it and go no it has to be this thing i it was this and because if you say you know fuck houston fuck houston they're playing golden state fuck houston and then suddenly houston does something right. and you go oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah and then you got to go right but but fuck houston <laughs> and then fight yourself to not accept
1: that which yeah. you naturally organically feel sure yeah now if it's a team like if it's if it's a team I root for then there's no hope of that like like no. being a fan uh I know you're we're 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 expanding it out past that but like if the the Yankees are playing, there's none of that like, oh, there's never any kind of possibility of No, of going, you know what? Yeah. Boston did good. I think right, I like Boston. Right. I've never said <laughs> I've never said Boston did good. <laughs> never <laughs> ever said that. You're right. That's a that's a that's a, a great example of uh, something I have not ever but said.
0: But also so it's that idea of surrendering, like going of, of always willing for me, I feel like I have discussions with people and what I want them to do is convince me. Mm. So just convince me. Yeah. Just say something that would convince me. And so I will. Lately, I've been thinking maybe I'm trolling a little bit, but trolling uh, gun people who own guns and go, Mm. explain to me why this is okay. Yeah. Or people who
1: women who vote Republican, explain to me why that's okay. Right. Knowing that. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Everything that I think points to. The opposite. Convince me. I, I, I can't see the logic in it just based on what I see. I always, I, I think that a lot of times. And, and that's, you know, you, you always want to be accepting of stuff. And so that's a good way to look at something that you can't really understand. Like like people who, just uh, as a, a broad example, who deny evolution or whatever. It's like, wait, wait, how, 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 how can these blinders be on? And there really is no... There is no... Logical argument they could make. Logic is defied in something like that. For something a little more abstract, like gun control, I was actually talking to—I don't. Doesn't matter who, but I think I have a. I, I am a liberal generally, as I'm sure are most of the people you talk about mm-hmm. uh, to. to um, but with gun control, the one thing I'm all for, it, and I think people should have the right to have guns, but they should be, you know, regulated, and, and it should be pick who has them. The the one possible shred of evidence I have towards, like, let, them, let all the guns out is the way the police is departments are armed. Like, when you see the tanks and everything, like, uh, everything this country was based on, and obviously the guns now are different than they were in the Revolution, and, and everything <laughs> right. is but when you see like that oh the 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 government is armed to the teeth and not that we're we're not in a tyrannical government this this isn't this is a, as free a country pretty much as it can be with 300 million people right. like iceland or something somebody'll say oh yo, look how free and everybody's got this well yes there's it's like there's... i do believe that iceland got rid of all their guns it's an okay. interesting example sure. that you use but that's that's like you know that's like saying well you know San Francisco got rid of all their guns. Yeah, you could control it if it was San Francisco, that population, but we're, you know, we're so diverse and so huge and like every country in Europe exists in about the same amount of space that the United States is. And you, think of how different all those little pockets of people are.
0: Right. So what are you saying?
1: So what you're saying so what is So what I'm saying is that the one argument just taking that gun control argument, the one thing that makes me like you know, if I had my way, I'd say get rid of all guns if you can. Or heavily regulate them and 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 license them and and every, police them. The one piece of evidence against that that I can think of is the defense of yourself against the tyrannical government. Got it. If there were, a if tyrannical- there were to be, if right. the government were to turn that way, right? They've got tanks and the police and right. And and maybe it's more in my mind because the way kind of. Uh, police brutality that's happening has right now. been happening now and happening always but is at the forefront now Boy. and I don't know that that's a convincing argument necessarily to change well, my mind but it's an argument here's the thing you're sitting here and you're telling me this
0: and in my mind as you're going through it I'm thinking I like Joe um I'm hearing what he's saying he has never said anything where I'm like, what the fuck, fuck Joe Canale. like Fuck him. He's never said anything like, like that. So I am saying to myself, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen and convince me in right. that moment. Right. And, and I got to tell you, like as you're unfolding your uh, your treatise on this as you're unfolding your treatise I'm thinking oh yeah well that makes sense sure you know and then I'm thinking okay escape from new york or any of those movies yeah. where yeah, like yeah. tyrannical government <laughs> right, right. you know like that sort of thing and yeah. go okay I'll buy
1: into that I could buy into that <laughs> if and then if it were a tyrannical government and at the that's the thing at the same time if we get to the point where it's like that where i'm actually considering that argument for myself <laughs> We're fucked anyway, it's too late to right. even deal with it. But yeah. that's
0: what people are doing now. Yes. They're amassing these things in the event that, right. you know, right. but they might as well amass these things in the event that their house turns into a transformer and strangles them to yeah. death. Because you go, like, how's that gonna happen?
1: And, and, and if you have all these things, it's almost like you're looking for an excuse to use. Like, when I have food in my fridge, if I know that that f- food is there, Worst case scenario, I made juice. I have a juicer. I take all the vegetables and fruits that are before they go, and I throw them and I make juice out of them. Because right. it's like I've got this. I don't want to waste it. I don't. I don't know that it's quite the same argument <laughs> as guns and bullets. But, but I understand what you're saying because you're going.
0: No one plans to be hungry when they go grocery when they go grocery shopping. Right. No right. one plans to be hungry yeah. to go grocery shopping. Right. So I think that there was that line. I don't know. It's Einstein or Gandhi. One of these people <laughs> said you can't both amass arms and work for peace. Right. right. So you can't both amass yes. hunger and work to get food. There's something in there. Yeah.
1: I'm, we'll, I'm well, going to bring let it the,
0: back down to R&D and have those fuckers
1: Let the let, let the listeners diagnose that and break it down.
0: I'm, just the idea of bringing it downstairs to R&D. Um, I've really been thinking about do I need... And some uh, uh, a, woman, a wonderful woman emailed me the other day saying, I heard that you were talking about getting a needing a um, an assistant. Cause there comes a point where the work that I do, I go, I would like to have somebody take that line that I said mm-hmm. and then judge it up a
1: little bit. Yeah, yeah, bring yeah. it back to me. Right. And say, I think that'll work. I'm pretty sure that might work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the do the do the do the outside homework and show the work on it and then come back, and to, come you back to me.
0: When you... well, and also looking at, you know, Colbert's in the news so much now that that you go, Stephen is Stephen Show or John Stewart Show or you know what Stephen Show is going to be. That is the top, like like the tip of the iceberg is just the tip of the iceberg, and underneath it is where the fucking it pushes the iceberg out of the water. Am I making right. any sense there?
1: You're saying what everyone sees is just the fi- the the smallest portion of the work that goes into it. Wow, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always amazed, like if if I even doing a commercial or on a show or whatever, I'm amazed at the amount of people uh, who are employed by something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, or, and like a show like Colbert, I'm sure, you know, yeah, there's a staff of maybe, you know, eight to 12 writers or whatever, but beyond that, I mean, that's the creative staff, like the, the technical staff dwarfs it and all the people involved with stuff, you know, and then, and then the, even down to like accountants and stuff, he's probably employing, you know, 100 to 150 people right. with that show. He's an industry. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, he's a, he's an industry within a bigger industry. But so are well,
0: we. Yeah. And when I went to interview Colbert for the podcast, um, we were in New York and we were on the Upper West Side, I believe, or Midtown, Upper West Side, and he's got a building and on the side of the building it said Colbert Report mm-hmm. and you walk in and there's people with, jackets on that say Colbert Report like you know sport yeah, jackets on yeah. and they're all signing you in and it's this little fucking beehive of Colbert Report yeah. and you go this motherfucker's an industry yeah. but so is Corral's an
1: industry mm-hmm. you know and, right and well he's got a, he's got a production company and everything yeah sure and and and, and all the people but why can't we that?
0: you know why is it that so many actors don't consider themselves a co- not just a, a cog in the industry but
1: also a business as well well, I think that's becoming easier to do now. Like the, What we're sitting and doing right now is a, a pretty good example of how it's trickled down. Or, or, I don't know if trickled down is the right term, but how it's how certainly it, I don't it's know it's if it's changed, but it right. certainly has it's gone. Expanded. It's expanded. What yeah. each individual can do and how they can get out there. At the same time, some things culturally are watered down like you don't you can't make references that are as universal anymore like tv references sitcom references you know what you talking about willis if you said that everyone of our generation and maybe you know older and a little bit younger would would know that Right. everyone would know that right now there's so many tv shows entertainment options that yeah, maybe something like a Lord of the Rings reference is kind of universal just because the commercials are out there and The Hobbit itself was very popular 50 years ago, you know, but, but in terms of cultural references, culture has exploded so much and there's so much out there that just thinking, and I'm kind of, I guess, always thinking like as an improviser, it's hard to make those references that everyone gets anymore. Right. Because there's just... And, and I don't think that's good or bad. It's just the way it's just, it is. It's just what it is. And, yeah. And, and if you say
0: it's good or bad, then you become the, hey, that, that music you're listening to is noise. You kids turn it down. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, I, something happened to me in teaching. I don't remember if it was this year or last year, where I went, uh, I talk about the difference between art and commerce. And I'm saying, okay, uh, just the difference between... That how television needs to be consistent, because people keep watching and They need they need for Gilligan's Island to be Gilligan's Island.
1: Right. And someone went, "What's Gilligan's Island?" That yes. And and the Gilligan, Gilligan's Island is like a perfect example. I think I've actually heard another person. I actually made a. I was talking to my wife last night, and I was, you know, just joking around. So I made some. I made a Gilligan reference. She got it. But I think someone uh, else I know was, had made a Gilligan's Island reference and someone didn't get it. And, you know, that's, aging, That's I guess, showing our age. But we're not that old. But it's also about, it could be about your age or it could be about your upbringing and their upbringing yes. as well. Although I feel like, I mean, was the person younger? Uh, yes, that's what yes. I mean. I mean, that's what, in this case, it was, yeah.
0: I, I, I was doing a class at Second City, and we used to do these things, um, I think they still do them, but they're on a bigger, much bigger level now, and they were um, called immersions, and people would come from all over the world to study at Second City LA, mm-hmm. and they still have them, but they're called intensives now or something. Yes, yes. And, um, so a woman came in, an American woman of... I don't know, maybe she was 28, 29, maybe she was 30, she dressed herself, she was able to eat food, <laughs> and she was hydrated and clean, Right. you know, and she was able to put sentences together and all that. By all so,
1: appearances, normal.
0: By all appearances, was able to function in right. the society and had the upbringing that everyone else has had right. of our culture because she was born here. Right. And I said, this is the weirdest fucking thing. I went, okay, can I get a, uh, let's get a location. All right, these people, uh, these two people are at a bar. All right, can I get an occupation? A plumber and, okay, uh, Jim, you're the plumber. Susan, you're the cowboy. Okay, great. All right, let's start." And she went, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, she said, um, yes, what's a cowboy? And I went, I'm sorry? Good. All right, let's start the scene and we're going to get going. And she goes, no, 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 no. What's a cowboy? And I went, a, a cowboy, you know. Um, a cowboy, and the only response to what's a cowboy is you know
1: a, a cowboy. cowboy. Yes, <laughs> there's there's really not, much, it's not like it's like it's like it should be an instantaneous image, right? Like, and and yeah. no other no right. other image. And then I went and
0: then I went oh um John Wayne cowboy. And she's like I don't know what that is, and I'm like um okay all right uh wow in the west. And then people were going, they were shouting stuff out, and she was going, okay, all right, okay. And then she broke down crying. I don't know what a cowboy is. Wow. And I thought, she doesn't know what a cowboy is. Really? Now, here's the thing about that she doesn't know. And I can't go, I'm not going to say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Although later on, after it was a bit diluted, I was like, so where are you from? Tell me a little bit about your background.
1: I'm from Houston, Texas. <laughs> <Exactly>.
0: Poor, <laughs> poor. Um, uh, well, um, I wish I knew, but there was—I was dropped on my head when I was 14, and everything that happened prior to that, I don't remember. That didn't happen. She's right. like, "No, grew up, went to U University of Florida, whatever the fuck it was, and uh, went to college." I don't. You know, I look and I go, I don't. You know, I what's a cowboy? If you're asking what's a cowboy, something that's like maybe saying what's a
1: cookie. You know, like, like a cookie. Like, how can you not know? Right, right, I, I think right. my one-and-a-half-year-old may have a, a semblance of an idea of what a cowboy is. I think anybody, if you grew up in Finland, yes, you're going to know well, what a cowboy uh, is. I think across the world, if you say cowboy, they'll think American. Right. But they'll, they'll also think the person with the hat. Yeah. And, 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 right, and the hat. guns. Right, right. A cowboy. It's crazy. And so... You can't
0: say to that person what the fuck is wrong with you. Sure. All no. that you can do is really just go. You don't know what.
1: Right, you don't know what a cowboy is. Oh, you don't know what a cowboy is. Right. That. It's it's hard to fight the urge to be frustrated by that. And but there's an opportunity to be kind of very curious, like and explore. Like I I would want to know how how did th- how did she make it this far. I mean, you can obviously survive without the knowledge. Of a cowboy. Right. But ha- what contributed to keeping that seemingly ubiquitous information away from her? It could have been that she was
0: raped by a cowboy. Oh, and that she totally <laughs> like, like went, oh my God, I can't even think about a cowboy. Or it could have been that the word cow
1: and boy put together. I, I have to hope it wasn't that first I hope it's some kind of, like, neuro- neurological disorder. <laughs> right, right, like being dyslexic. Yes, or yes, that's like what that. I'm thinking. Yeah. A, a definitely along those lines. Yeah. Of like, a combination of dyslexia and amnesia that's never been... <laughs> Dys- uh, this- Dysnesia. Yes. It's where you mix up is. things that you don't remember. <laughs> She knows what a cowboy is, but she calls it, uh, you know, a candlestick maker. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's sort of that Simpsons where, um, it was one of those Halloween Simpsons where, um, he goes back in time, you know, he's able to recreate the same event. A number yes, of times, yes, whatever, yes. One of those Simpsons sure. things and, uh, whatever they call it. And, um,
1: tree of horror. Yeah. Episodes, something like yes. that
0: where he's, uh, he comes into his house and it's like, Oh, well back home my house. And, and, um, she, and he says to Marge, um, Where are the donuts?
1: And she goes, yeah, she goes. It's the toaster episode where the toaster keeps sending him back in time and he changes it. And when he comes back, something weird is, yes. Right. I mean, there's basically. But wait, let me just finish that
0: because people haven't seen it. So it's like, where she goes, what, 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 what," like donuts? There are no such things as donuts. And he goes crazy. And then she looks out the window and she goes, oh, it's raining. And it's raining donuts. donuts.
1: Yes. 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 (laughs) Any, if any listener hasn't seen that, just go see all The Simpsons. Oh, like, almost fuck. everything can be referenced into a Simpsons. It's a crazy the, the, um, how...
0: This, well, f- first off, I'm always blown away that the, the Simpsons is voiced by Dan Castellaneta, who was a Second City alumni, who got the, na- the voice of Homer Simpson, essentially, from Kevin Doyle, who had an uncle... Kevin Doyle was a second was in Second City Etc with Dan Castellaneta and Kevin had an uncle whose nickname was like Uncle Hammer or mm-hmm. something and Kevin would always do an Uncle Hammer impersonation and Castellaneta took that Uncle Hammer impersonation and, right. and did it and then eventually got, a, right. auditioned
1: that voice and and that that show uh, you know there's crazy stories uh, like it was it was the Julie Kavner who, who Plays Marge. Mm-hmm. She wasn't supposed to be Marge because it was the what's the the woman whose show it was that they were all on. The um, yeah, Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman was, and they were doing they were voicing the cartoon and and they were like Tracy, can you come up and do the voice? And she's like, uh ah, she was you know running the show and was in it was her show, so she's like, Julie, would you go up and do this this five hundred million dollar voice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's just run up there you know uh, right and so and that's 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 just that's just the way it is and who so yes <laughs> those little and it goes
0: back to that episode right. where you go you make him you 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 don't touch the butterfly yes. you know whatever yes. you're on the path you you're touch right. that the, butterfly and, that. and who the fuck knows what the fucking julie Kavner didn't just show up out of fucking nowhere yep. Ju- pardon me julie Kavner had a bunch of disappointments that were going on in her life if you want to look at them that Absolutely. but i also look at it in a way i'm going we were directed you yes. and i both were married and divorced and I just started this new relationship that I absolutely love and you're married and have a child and two children yeah. and all that. And so all those things that we look at as, as like, what the fuck, like oh, all these yes. things are
1: happening to me. You can look at it and go, all these things are happening to me. Okay. That, and that, you know, the divorce example is, is, I mean, nobody wants to get divorced. Right. And, no, and rarely is there a happy, amicable divorce or whatever. And you know, my, mine was probably not unlike many others, or whatever. But when you look back on everything, I have a daughter from that first marriage. Yes. And so everything, none of it matters because she is here. She's and that, awesome. And that came out of it, right? Right. And she's, and so, and so, like all the whatever you can, you can't regret something that produced something like that, you know.
0: Uh, I also want to say this: that you don't know. You don't know. This, which is just fucking awesome. So you and Susan got married, and then you had your first wife, and then you had a reception at the Hollywood Roosevelt.
1: Oh, yes. I know
0: that. Right? No, but you don't know this fucking story. This is one of my favorite stories that only happened because you had this reception at the Hollywood Roosevelt. Sure. It was a brunch reception. Yeah. You were dressed up in a tux, and Susan was in her... Something, I mean, you were dressed up. You guys were dressed up. You were essentially wearing, yeah, you were wearing. I think she
1: may have, I don't know if she, she may have brought her dress. She might have brought her wedding dress.
0: And so I went to the brunch with my wife. I was married at the time. Mm -hmm. And that was a very busy day for us. So we hit it in the morning and the brunch had, it was a typical breakfast brunch and it was great. It was rib roast and it was omelets and it was shrimp and it was oysters. And And so I had an oyster. and I was like, I had an oyster. Like, wow, uh, that was kind of dry. That oyster was a little bit dry. (laughs) So then I had, I was like, well, maybe that was just a dry oyster. So it's was like, I'll have another oyster. And so I had two dry oysters on the half shell. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> oh, so then we left there and Kevin Crowley and Lucianne were having this, this thing for her, his dad was running for um, alderman in Cincinnati, I think, in Ohio. And he had a fundraiser at their house and they had five-way chili at the fundraiser. So I'm like, all right. And Katie doesn't eat meat. So, we go and I have five-way chili is, I think it's chili, a hot dog, onions, cheese, and something else. Oh, spaghetti. <laughs>
1: That's Cincinnati. Yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's a five-way chili in a, in a bun. Right. And I'm like, I chow down one of those. And I'm like, hmm. And then we have to, we have. there's a matinee at the Sacred Fools of a show that my friend is doing. And we get there just at show, like right before showtime. We hit space right in the front. And we get in and there's no seats other than in the front of the theater sold out and at that moment because i had that fucked up two oysters yeah my stomach went I, I, uh, uh, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm like, sure
1: the I, the chili
0: thing. Oh, didn't on top help. of all yeah. that other stuff, and I said, "Katie, I'm not feeling much." She goes, "Just breathe through it." Right. So I breathe through it. I oh, this is a long story. I breathe through it, and then intermission came, and like I got to find the bathroom. Oh my I gotta god! I got to go to the bathroom. So I went, and there's a long line because we were in front. And I talked to my friend Michael Franco, who produced the show. Do you know Mike Franco? No. All right, second thing on. And he's and I like Michael. Where's the where's the secret toilet? There's always a secret toilet. Right. And he's like, I know where it is one. So he takes me. To this, to the, he takes me, opens a door and opens another door, and he takes me backstage where the actors are, like in the in, in their dressing room, and he and there's this woman in the bathroom who I know, and it's like hi, and it's like she, she's like oh, and she leaves, I go, I sit on the toilet, and it's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: because yeah, yeah, yeah. of the bad oysters and everything brah. on top of it. The oysters were the ammunition, uh, were the, the gunpowder and exactly. the chili was the buckshot that exactly. you shove into Jumping, the right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I go, brah. and it's just, it's like, like brah, brah. and there's a knock on the door saying, I got to get in there. I got to finish. Like, uh-uh, you can't come in here. And it's like, all right. And I look around. I look and I flush the toilet and it's, it's a broken toilet. Oh. there's no water in the toilet oh god there's no water in the toilet <laughs> it's not a I, I don't know it's like don't use this toilet but Michael didn't know that I was like oh, oh. Oh. and then oh. I'm like fuck it and I'm thinking alright there? there's a sink here there's a cup right right there's yes there's no cup there's an eye you know like a little like a like, a, like you know you get pudding and a half a half, you know, yeah. that little plastic like the thing. top of a mouthwash bottle <laughs> or something. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. an eye cup. Yeah. you know, not, you know, where you yes. wash your eye out if you have stink right. eye or something. Yeah, and so there was that, and it was like I opened up the back and I'm like this is not gonna fucking work. So I have to go to the. I, I'm like just clean up and leave. No toilet paper.
1: No toilet paper. Oh my no my No paper towels. No nothing. You did, I mean, you were like the slightest step better than shitting yourself. Oh my god. I mean, I mean, yeah. maybe. Maybe. If Uh, I shit myself, at least
0: I have myself. Yes, right. But here... And you can take yourself to the shit somewhere else. The shit's just there. You can't do anything about it. Exactly, exactly. So I go... This is it. I throw up. You throw up your hands, and I went and I left, and I oh, the door opened up, and everyone in the green room was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, she died, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry, people. I'm so fucking sorry." <laughs> I'm so sorry. i having so a great sorry. show. I'm so I'll so be so out sorry. there. I'm so yet. sorry. And I go to the other bathroom and I clean up, and it's like, "Oh man," but I wanted. I just. It's uh, one of those things that that, re- that reminds me, of and it. that was because you got married. Oh, well, because going of that, back right? To that, yes. like that story yeah.
1: happened because you had yes. that. Yes, and they and they served the oysters and you ate them. I've gotten sick from oysters before. That wasn't what it reminded me of. I have a Sharna story that you reminded me of, and Sharna Helper. Yes, is there another Sharna? Well, <laughs> right, <laughs> but right. yes. Sharna, people want to do research right, right. going. Who's uh, this Sharna? Sharna? Who's this Sharna, Sharna Helford, character? Uh, she. Uh, uh, Invented improvisation, according to her. Clearly. Uh, right. And uh, the I.O. theater, She's kind of the yeah. woman who has run that. And I have a long, as uh, do we all, a long, long, torrid relationship with Sharn. Yes. I've been kicked out of that theater a number of times <laughs> and let back in and on and on. Uh, but I remember one time uh, a friend of mine, uh, Bob Callhan. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Very funny guy. Uh, I've been in groups with him over the years. He lives in New York now and uh, he
0: teaches business
1: yes doesn't he? i've 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 done work for yeah. that and he's ve- you know i've seen i've done a lot of the corporate improv training through the, all the various arms to various degrees of success sometimes you're like this is just like you know you're doing bullshit improv exercises so people can get out of work for the day yes but he he's done like a lot of work and he's worked with a psychologist or something to to actually try to find the 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 commonalities between improvisation and, you know, the business world in a way that is actually practical. It can work. So
0: he's teaching, he's te- he, he, what he has is he's teaching, he's using improvisation to, uh, to, for tools.
1: Yes. As tool in a very good way. Everybody yes. tries to do that. I think when they teach these corporate things, but I think he's, he's, he's stumbling. And he's on very specific because so. I've worked with him as yes. well. And,
0: and, and exactly. Really and the
1: specific is kind of the, the key, I think, uh-huh. instead of being right. like, yes, and yeah. And the red the ball, blue ball, here you go. Yeah, have exactly. fun. Uh, yeah. Create. Uh, he gets very specific with it. Anyway, he was in, at, at the time, an experimental theater company. And from what I gather, you know, I'm a theater major. so From I, where? Where'd you... SUNY Albany. Got State it. University of New York at Albany. Got it. No longer has a theater program. You broke it? I don't know. But when I, I, I was visiting not long ago with my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Sophia, my older daughter, <clears> and <throat> we were walking around the campus and we went to the theater building, and I wanted to show her, they have a great black box theater, a great theater in the round there, a couple of n- really cool proscenium stages, just a whole big performing arts center there. All the doors were locked, and then I realized, I was like, oh yeah, they haven't had a theater program here. Like the, My theater degree basically, is like Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future, where it's fading in the picture because it no longer exists. So, I mean, technically, I still have a degree. It's just that the school I got it from no longer teaches those subjects. Uh, so, you have a degree in theater. So, I have a degree in theater, and so I did all that experimental yeah. theater. You know, hold your breath. You do everyone do whatever, and it always turns into you know some Jesus imagery and you know the collective okay, unconscious. Man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so, I did that in college. Bob, you know, I don't think he did that in college and joined this theater group, you know, in his early twenties. So, we're at one of his plays, and these plays Ins- are yeah, experimental.
0: Where, where is this?
1: This is in Chicago. Got it. Uh, right uh, near Buena and uh, and uh, Broadway, I think. Uh, I know Ike Barinholtz's parents live right around the corner from there. I forget what the theater is called. Basically, it's a it's a a black box theater with a couple of raised seats, uh, stadium seating. Sharna is at the show. This is the important part. The show was one of these, I don't understand anything that happened in the show. I've been in that show. Yes, right. We've all been in it. Unfortunately, it's better to be in it than to watch it. Uh, it's not good to be in no, it either. No, it's not either. It's you not, know, it's, especially it's, once you make that realization that that's the kind of show you're oh. in. Like when you're in, oh when you're in that show the first time, you're like, wow, what is this? And then later on, you're like, wow, what the fuck is
0: this? And then uh, for me, what I've done is I've vowed never, ever do another show like right, that. And right. then someone says, look, Max Frisch wrote this show called The Chinese Wall. You want to be in it? It's like, I'll be in it. You're going to be a deer talking to the headlights. Okay. And it's like, okay. that's, that, that,
1: that's <laughs> you, We're on the same page. So Sharna's at the show. And uh, I, I don't know if I chose to sit next to her or happened to be sit, sitting next to her. And she had some similar, I don't she hadn't eaten oysters or whatever, but she was feeling sick. And the show was also just contributing to the nausea, I'm sure. And at a certain point, Sharon's like, I, I can't, I have to, I have to come. And she gets up and she happens to be sitting basically diagonally from the exit to the theater. So she gets up and runs across the stage as the lights come up for in-between scenes because like blackout lights up, lights up and there's all these actors in weird costumes and then Sharna tearing across the stage out the door and never came back. Like, she left like 15 minutes into what seemed to be like a three-hour show and just never came back. And, and I, I don't know if she shit herself. I'd like to think she did, but... Uh, <laughs> She, and maybe the whole thing was a ruse to get out of the show. I but but I think afterwards I talked to her. and She's like, I I it, it would have been awful if I had <laughs> stayed there. I think it was awful. Uh, I'm sorry, but shit stories are just I like I just I love them so much. Yeah, and 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 I think it's this, the the the. It's universal. We all have that panic feeling. Oh, yeah. Uh, of, of of being... You know, it's such a helpless feeling. Oh, right? I mean, I, I can... Go ahead. Well, you feel like...
0: you. Uh, for me, I always feel like I can make this not a story. Yeah. I can make this so this is not a story. Right. This is not going to be a story. What's happening me right. right now is not right. going to be a fucking story. Yes. This is not going to be a... God damn it! Right. All the bathrooms are closed. It's now a story. Right. And there's one guy that I call... When I do it, when I shit my pants, or when I do something <laughs> like that, my friend Al Rose, I immediately before I even clean myself up, I'm like, "Dude," and he's yeah. like, "Yeah." And 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 if he finds out that something like that happened, he's like, "What? Yeah, I don't get
1: a phone call." <laughs> I like the idea that somehow that information trickles down to him. He's like, "What? Rosowski should himself? And he didn't tell me. No. <laughs> well, dun, he's dun. in a coma, so. Uh, exactly. part but of he his... could have told me.
0: He could have told me. And that the idea of this is not going to be a story. I can't yeah. make this a story. I
1: can't make this a story. Um, I, that, I have that impulse sometimes, like maybe not. This is not going to be a story, or this is not going to be. This is not going to blow up in my face. Like with email exchanges, which oh, I try boy. to avoid now. But it's the same kind of thing where you're like, Okay, I'm gonna have a controlled response to this. You know, and with email, it never can be because you just you you basically have no filter unless you give it twenty four hours, which I try to do. But even then, still when someone's reading just a blast of your information at them. But I've been in that situation and, and I don't run from conflict at all. I invite it, yeah, seemingly, and, and, and kind of enjoy a little bit of back and forth. And don't, I don't mind an argument. And I rarely think I lose one. It uh, doesn't mean I don't lose them. But, uh-huh. uh, it means so, that you think that you don't. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, in those instances, I'm a real last word kind of guy. Uh, but as I've gotten older, I at least recognize when these things have the potentiality to happen. Again, I don't always run from them, but at least I'm 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 acknowledging and like, can I steer this away from a total clusterfuck? Can I just and and yet still have the last word, which is equally important, and that's what somehow it's finessing me. It It kills me sometimes where last word wins out over peace.
0: I just had I have an ex girlfriend who owes me a lot of money, like twenty three hundred dollars, and. She wanted me to get, she's supposed to give me the money and it wasn't She told me in mid-October, I'll get the money. It's like, okay, great. Right. And so mid-October comes and nothing. And then mid-November comes like, you said you're going to get the money. And it's just about the money. Yeah. It's not about, I'm not going, I'm not saying anything. So mid-October comes, she goes, I'm waiting on escrow. I'm getting some money. It's like, great. So I call, I email her again yes. a few weeks, you know, two days ago. And she goes, you've got to stop pestering me. You've got like this. Cut this crap, and I'm going. And because I was choosing my words right, so sure. carefully to say, um, listen. Uh, you told me they're going to do this. I need that money, right.
1: and it's a fact. Yes. And so people are going to read into right. it. This isn't money that you left on her pillow and now expect repayment from. You know, like it's not like hey, I'm going to give you this money so that I can pester you for months for you to pay it back to me.
0: Right. There was, I'm sure, a reason the money got Oh, absolutely. There was an understanding that this was going to be paid back. So for me, we had this long interchange and I'm looking at everything that I said to her and I'm thinking there was nothing here other than one and one equals two or one plus one equals question mark. And the question mark, it's a fact because nobody says one and one is two. Isn't that sad? (laughs) <laughs> you know and what she's going is one and one equals two fuck you right right and at that moment because we've got to be careful in but here's another thing i'm not in charge of the way that you receive the information that i give you well, if well, i'm in just, my if uh, i'm mindful of the information
1: that i'm giving you you know what i mean you're talking my language but uh, yeah i can't be well you can fall into like i can't be responsible for how you react to what i tell you that unless, to a unless, point, depending, yes. Yeah, right, but, but you this. wanting to be had last, you know, where's last word,
0: canally. Right. If you want to have that last word, you're you, going to run into that. But the thing is that that's also something that you're, you're expecting. Yes, yes. And for you to expect it, that means that you're mindful of that yep. and you're doing it and yep. you're probably disappointed where somebody goes, right. okay.
1: Right, yeah, right, right. That's the best way to diffuse, <laughs> the best way to... To, 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 to diffuse a canale. Yes, <laughs> or a bully, call it whatever you want, is to ignore them. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, I've known that for years. Nobody else. I'm very hard to ignore when I don't want to be. But uh, when you don't want to be what? Ignored. Got it. Uh, But that 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 story you tell. Money is is a bad. If I could if I could not worry about money, which is not to say if I had a lot of it, if I could just not worry about it. Right. You know, uh, if I had what I have now, but was content with that things would be so much easier, like about career and everything. It would just, life would flow more. But like money is, you know, it's a shame that it exists. And I had a similar experience with like an improv team where I was real lax with them paying me. But then occasionally I'd remind them, you know, pay me. I'm not doing this out of the kindness of my heart. Like anybody who's an improviser and who has a coach and thinks the coach is just doing it because they love improv and everything and they love giving this information. If that's that's bullshit. They may be a good teacher. They may have this information and enjoy teaching. They're doing it so they can survive. They're doing it cause, right,
0: that and, 20 and, and, bucks that
1: you're giving them right.
0: or whatever the fuck that whatever is. Whatever it is. Right.
1: Yeah, well it was 5 bucks, it was probably 5 bucks ahead when you started giving it to Mick or whoever you were was coaching you. Right? No, no I didn't have ahead. a coach. We didn't have a coach. You never had a coach. Well, that's we great. never coached. And then when somebody
0: asked me to coach, you go, I don't know. What do you right. get? I don't right. know. But I was... like doing it. But there's that thing of going. You know what? I would do it for free. I'll coach you for free. But yeah. that is that's nine, That's a young man's game yes. in
1: 1982, 83, 84. That's right. But you're saying that this team, right? Said, and so and so anyway, at a certain point, I sent an email. It's like, guys, look, you know, I've, you've been late with every every payment. Don't make I, me ask you. At a certain point, I've got to ask. And then they got they were like well we need to get a new coach. And I was like all right, get a new coach. Make sure you pay them too. Like they, they they made it out that it was all about the money. And it became all about the money because they weren't paying the money, you know? And I was just like, look, I'm not you know, if, if somebody's coaching for free, they they're either independently wealthy or they're mentally deranged because, you know, you can't I, watch that many bad improv scenes and not get paid. For it. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point. Like I have a hard time going to a show. We were talking about Dassey and, and Khaki and, and um and Tell Rico. Tell Rico. Like that, I'll go see that show. Yeah. You know, because I would have gone see that show when I started doing improv. Right. And and, and I know there's a certain level of quality I'm gonna get from from that show. Right. Uh, but it's hard to watch improv shows anymore. I won't. I, you know,
0: I, I, and I think one of the reasons is it, it goes back to what you're saying about um, getting paid. If you're coaching and not getting paid, you're ruining it for everybody.
1: Yes. Yes. Especially that. Because it's like, oh, blankety blank only charges 30 bucks. Well, great. Maybe you're getting 30 bucks worth of coaching. I charge 80 bucks. Yeah. That's, right. you know, and yeah. I, and that's fair. Right. Because right. I got to drive my ass out of the valley oh, down to you know right whatever it right,
0: is. right right and 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 but I think that it goes back to what's your fucking worth what do yeah. you think you're worth because you know what Sharna gets to ask whatever the fuck she wants to ask to to for whatever and yes. you can't bitch at Sharna right you know because she's, this is what she set up this is what she that's saying. exactly this right. is her truth and if you want to go fuck her she's da 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 I'm gonna go you know what God bless her yep. because she said
1: this and You want to do holding- shows here. You right. can do shows. You're not getting paid, right. but you get to do shows. Right. And at a certain point in your life, doing shows is all you want to do. Right. And all you need to do, because you don't deserve to be paid at that point. Right. And because you're, you're getting good to the point where you should get paid. Right. And you go on Second City or wherever where they will pay you. And then you still end up doing the free shows there because you, you love doing it so much at that point. And it's what's interesting to me about the third act at Second City,
0: the, the improv act at Second City, it's free. It's the same shit you do at I.O. Where am I going with this? It's it's people are paying nothing to see the improv act That's at Second a, yes, City.
1: They can come in for free.
0: And they're going to go to I.O. and pay
1: ten dollars. Right. And it's the same improv. It's, it's probably better. Because it's the veteran improvisers. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh it's funny. Uh, I I was the equity deputy when I worked at Second City. Mm-hmm. And I still Again, I'm a last word guy. I'm a bitch and moaner. Equity, of the Actors Union. Actors Union, yes. yes. And I'm someone who, if there's an argument to be made, mm-hmm. you, no, you're doing fine. Okay. I'm just, I'm
0: always checking uh, 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 levels. Uh, I'm just checking levels, yeah. and, and that's all. I'm not. And no, I'm no. also seeing if it's working because I was here with uh, um, uh, uh, John Kapalos mm-hmm. and we're in the middle of 20 minutes of conversation, and the thing just, and the recorder just stops. Uh.
1: And it just stops. We did. I, I do a Nebraska Cornhuskers football podcast, and we had us. We were like halfway through, and we had done bits that we prepared and everything. And we we're I, like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> uh. And we just we said, "Fuck it, we're not going to do. That. We're just right. going to go on
0: from that point." Right. Well, John, what John did was John recreated like six the or seven of the conversations really? that we're having. Going, "Oh, well, I guess." Well, okay. there's
1: always that point where you're like, "Oh, I could have added this to that anecdote," <laughs> exactly. uh, so you get an opportunity to. that. Right. Uh, we so- well, we had pathos.
0: And he wanted to, yeah, and we had pathos in the first thing that got that died. Yeah. And he had he had some things that were really kind of open, like to the heart. Right. And he didn't go back
1: to those, but I could tell that it's like
0: really, you know, because there were pathos. Yes. Like, yeah, right. Pathos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what was it that you are saying before? Oh, so
1: so uh, what well, you reminded me of the of the improv set and everything, and like complaining about getting paid and yeah. everything. You know, I did plenty of that when I worked there or, or At whatever. Second City. Yeah. Oh, you were the deputy You were the Ep- equity deputy. Equity deputy. So oh, yeah. I was kind of the in charge of communicating between the union and the actors. And, and I'll say right now, the actors' equity in Chicago, people who dealt with Second City, are some of the worst people in the world. They were awful. <laughs> Susan DeGracia. I, when you're really horrible at your job, there's a few people who I've yelled, do your job, too. One was my daughter's Montessori uh, principal who sat on the phone while I rang the bell for 15 minutes to get into the into the building. And then someone else, a teacher, came out of the class, opened the door. I look and see the principal right next to the door on the phone, and I scream, do your job, to her. I've also yelled it several times to producers at Second City, and I yelled it to Susan DeGracia. Who... From Equity. Yes. Uh, because... We wanted to negotiate, and uh, we wanted to get paid for the shows for writing them. So I said, we asked for $5,000. And she goes, they'll never give you $5,000. I said, no, dummy, but they might give us $3,000. Right. That's why you asked for five. Right, right. She didn't understand that. And this was what had perpetuated, poor you, you worked there when, it, when you know, she was probably throwing you
0: under the bus. I have, I have to tell you, I mean, the money that I got there was fine. I mean, for me, yeah. but the thing is like somebody like you says, maybe we, somebody like, like you says, let's get more money. It was a and, little, yeah. And I can't say, well, no, I don't want It's like I'm going, well, maybe. It was a little bit different.
1: I mean, you weren't there that far before me, but maybe 10 I years. I left in 90,
0: I left, my last show was January 95. So okay. I'm going on uh, 20 years.
1: Okay. So actually you, yeah, you started, you started more than, you left more than 10 years before I started. I started uh-huh. in 06, I think. But in that amount of time, the corporate arm of that building the went huge. Yes. These boat shows that they do went huge. It became It went from a mom and pop to a multi-million dollar right. thing. And then we wanted it to be reflected in that. But the, the, the greater point I was making is because I was Johnny Bitch and Moan when I was in Chicago, I still, if Sharna writes some email blasting everyone, I get at least five emails, texts, right. people forwarding it to me. If Second City pulls something in their contract with something, I get three or four people calling me up, and and I, I've removed myself from getting tied up in all that bullshit It's not anymore. your business. Right. It's not my business, but I still will, like, make a call to Andrew or whatever and be like, come on, man.
0: Awesome.
1: Which, does, 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 you know, and he gets mad sometimes, as he has every right At to. At you? Yeah. Yeah. Because what am I What he'll, – he'll say, I, I've, just a couple days ago, I had a thing with him. It was all over the Christmas bonus and whatever and back and forth. And I'm getting half information from him and half right. information from them. Right, But I'm just throwing it out there. And I really don't care what happens in the end. But I feel an obligation almost to at least put it out there and then let them sort it out. Got it. You sure. Know? Sure. So he's like, you know, why don't you – But that's also with, part of your – that
0: that's that. who you are. That's yes. your relationship. And that right,
1: and, 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 also, and everybody knows that I won't run away from a fight, right? Even if I have no stake in it, like the like the basketball game I was talking about, right? I'll right. Root for I'll, one way or the other, I'll pick a side, right? And I'll be I'll be a a big fan for that side. <laughs> uh, like if I ever got into a jury, I would never relent. I would be like a lawyer for whatever side I agreed with. I'd be like an extra lawyer in the room. I so would work to prove that point to the. So you're not going to be
0: the guy that says, "Prove me wrong," or convince me. I'm going to be
1: the convincer. Right. But I, for me, you, you wouldn't do what I did. Entertaining the argument yes. to be convinced? Yes. I might listen. I've been convinced of things before. <laughs> so I can't say that I'm not. That's not my disposition. Okay. I can't say it's impossible. That's not the, the direction I would go in. Uh-huh. Like, it would be more like, let me convince you. Uh, that's or, your that's your default. <laughs> yes. Let me convince you. Yes. <laughs> but there might
0: be an argument where you go, no, wait a
1: minute. Sure. I've look. I, I've changed my mind a couple times. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been wrong oh, a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, and and those are always tough moments when you like when you realize like apologies are tough for me. And I really I really will. I'm gonna turn that on. Sure. Keep going. Uh, I will apologize to someone but i need to sincerely believe it myself yeah. i won't i will not give an insincere apology which you know i that's that makes it tough because i think it's very easy to just say i'm sorry and not even consider whether you really are or not well, and and, it, not- and it's probably a fine thing to do it probably diffuses a lot of stuff that doesn't need to happen and i will oh, it's, a, it's something and, that you do in a marriage Oh well, that's the exception. That is the exception. <laughs> yeah. That is the exception. Yeah, uh, because you understand, there's that a lo- this, there's a long game there. Exactly.
0: And this little argument that you're having, yes, it's it's gonna be it's it's
1: a wash. Yes, I I, I at least I'm not that pathological about it that I will ruin ruin that. <laughs> uh, but and eventually I will I will sometimes come around to you know so you may get an apology a little later than you wanted but it's cuz I've considered it and it's like you know what I am sorry right so now now I will now I will apologize but I wasn't ready to apologize cuz I hadn't considered whether or not I was sorry and that that gets me into trouble but the, but the, apo- the apology
0: I think one of the hardest things for people for humans to do for me is forgive yeah Forgiveness for me, it's not that I'm holding on to it. It's like I, I go, wow, this is, there's a lot of anger here. There's a lot of fucking anger here. There's a lot of hurt here. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of anger here. There's a lot of frustration here. There's a lot of aggravation here. I can remove all this. If I can summon that thing, which is at the base of my existence, which, and it's not to say it's the worst part of my existence. Yeah. It's it's at the foundation of my existence, which is, you know, I'm going, how do I solve this? And I go through levels and levels and levels and levels, and I always land on, you can't forgive. Right. Just forgive. Right, because there's no other option that's not going to drive you nuts. Right. And then you go, how the fuck do I do that? And it's ultimately, you don't forgive that person you forgive yourself. Hmm. And when you forgive yourself, you go, I forgive myself for having the reaction to that, I'm, that, that I have to that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the reaction is often, like my family is, the, the, the default is an, an impulsive overreaction to something. Like that's like the number one, something happens. <laughs> I, I'll give you a very recent and good example. My brother got a house. That I know. The you Mike. know my brother? Mike. Yes. Right. He's like me in many ways. Got a house here? Here in California. Uh-huh. Beautiful, nice house near Burbank or something. Big garage, but it's one of those California garages where you can't even get your car to it because there's a fence. You know, like the driveway. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, a yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah, fence. yeah. And you yeah. don't need a garage here because right. it never rains. Right. Uh, so big, empty garage. I, I see this. I say, hey, I'm going to get you a ping pong table. My brother says, yeah, all right. His wife does not want a ping pong table. My brother then changes to not wanting a ping pong table. His wife then says, I, I, I actually love ping pong. So, ultimately the answer is, no, we don't want a ping pong table. I hear the in, in, initial yes, and then I hear her, I love ping pong. And I say, I think you want a ping pong table. And, the, and I won't say that there isn't a little bit of like, get, like, get, get a fucking ping pong table. And then, and then it's a little bit of like, no, why no? It was yes for a second. And so, you know, I, I, I fully acknowledge a bit of being an asshole here. I happen to know that someone is selling a great ping pong table. Now, 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 now will this ping pong table fold up? Yes.
0: Into one small, yes, tall, yes,
1: thing that will take up portable, yeah, foldable, yeah, also splits into two separate card tables. If, if you want a lovely, a lovely thing, okay, a over $500 value that I get for a good deal, okay, because somebody's moving and has to get rid of it, got it in the box, factory, never open, never open, never open. This thing is like, like a great. A great, had I not asked and given and we'd gone through all this and I just gave it to them, what a great gift it would have been to give right. it to them. A to, surprise, yes, it would have been much better as a surprise as opposed to a no, we don't want this and here it is anyway. So, I, I, I end up getting it. I uh enlist Mike Coleman, yeah, uh, to, to help me bring it over there. Poor Mike Coleman didn't, and I didn't know I was in for this either. I thought, like, all right, at worst. Oh, no, it, it blew up complete, blew oh. up completely huge blow up in front of Mike Coleman. No. Uh, yes. But it wasn't with my brother. It was with his, his wife. OK. And Coleman's like, you know, what's going on? You know, I didn't know you were going to, you know, you don't want Mike Coleman at, angry at you. Of all the people that I know or maybe we know in common, last one I want angry at me is him. Oh, yeah. He's a Southside Irish guy who played fullback at Iowa Yeah, and wouldn't hesitate oh, to rip Oh, I didn't off. know he
0: played fullback at Iowa? Iowa.
1: And then he went to Northern Illinois a- after that.
0: He was, a hu- he was on the, the, the team at NIU? Yes. That's, where, that's my alma mater.
1: Yeah, and Scott Robinson went there too, right? I don't know.
0: I can't remember. I know but- Joel Murray went there. But I didn't know that he was on the team. Yeah. From Iowa,
1: he went there. Yeah. Fullback Huskies? Uh, well, uh, Huskies, he played linebacker, I believe. So he was, a, he was a, uh, on offense at Iowa, and then he 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 was... Uh, this is great news. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and one of the sweetest guys you
0: know. So nice. But l- also a fucking frank man. Yes. A very fucking frank-handed exactly. man who will say,
1: I call bullshit. Yes. And he'll... Yeah, exactly right. And I didn't... I was not luring him. I didn't enlist him oh, to Oh, God, do this. no. You, why, you could yes. fight your own battles. Yes. And I did... I thought there might be a little bit of like, okay, like a little bit of... Fuck you, and not like, fuck you, door slam, no talking. So we leave, so I tell Coleman, let's leave this fucking thing here. It's like 200 after, pounds. After the murmur murmur? Yeah, the, because of what am I gonna do with this thing at this point? And it's also right before Thanksgiving, like two days before Thanksgiving. This is all fresh. Oh, yeah. This is this year. Yes. This, yeah. uh, there's there's not
0: an expiration date like this stuff it's still there's still a still lingers are you It still lingers the smell of it is still there yes it's a Dutch oven that just won't
1: and my sister-in-law is is a very stubborn woman and Uh so she she, but the 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 reason I'm telling this story it's there's it could the story could go so much longer and there's a lot of stuff involved with it and I'm fine with my brother and I'm fine with her right because whereas you talk about the forgiveness like, my family's an Italian family where a lot of yelling happened all the time. So, shit, I'll get in an argument, and two minutes later, let's, you know, let's go play a video game or whatever. The default is, show.
0: the default of the relationship is the argument. So, yes.
1: I came in and went, oh, that really makes me feel uncomfortable because you guys are fighting each other. You go, yeah, we're fighting each other. And in two minutes, we'll be watching the game together. Exactly, right. So, I, the forgive to me is like, yell. And then forget it. Right. You know, but, you know, I, in this situation, I'm sure she's going to hold on to it for longer. I always say, though, there's two kinds of sister-in-laws. There is uh, your wife's sister, sister-in-law. I, of which I had four. Okay. Uh, and my wives, I've had three of those. Uh-huh. That's an important kind of sister-in-law. Because that's the kind of sister-in-law that you piss her off. Now you've pissed your wife off. Now and mom. Normal. And the mom. Right. And the dad. Yes. Your brother's wife, that kind of sister-in-law, lower level sister-in-law. You can piss her, not, not in terms of her importance in your life, but in terms of pissing her off. Yeah. And the ramifications it will have on your life. Right. I would much rather piss off my brother's wife than my wife's sister i totally understand what you're yeah. Talking about. yeah and i've done that with yeah. this with yeah. this uh ping pong table thing so it, it all blew up and i and i had to take the ping pong table away and then they left it out for the garbage and then one of the like uh you know like the scrap heap guys got it and took it and 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 they didn't want the gift and now it's out in the ether so i wonder someone might have gone wait a minute
0: Look at this. Yes. Someone's lucky day might have yes. been that.
1: Yes. So some poor schlep got Kavner a. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. For them. For them. They've got this brand new ping pong table <laughs> that will last 30 years because it's a great ping pong table. <laughs> Mind you. Right. That folds up and turns into two card tables. It's Mind a, you. It's the perfect <laughs> gift. Last word. The last word. Uh. Uh,
0: Let's end there. Yeah. That's awesome. That's exactly an hour. Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy.
1: For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on Dave, you can go to his website at com or follow Dave on Twitter at D